context clues. Your weekly, except for this week when it's bi-weekly because it's the beginning of the semester and we've got things to do, Theater Appreciation Podcast. Hi, I'll be your guide. I'll be your G-U-I-D-E to the other side. I'm your host and, more importantly, instructor, Dr. Lucy Kusky. I've curated this class not as a facsimile of an in-person learning environment, but as an interactive multimedia online experience. If a quick read of the syllabus made you worry about all the moving parts of the class, fear not. Context Clues is here to guide you through. Today, I'll be offering an introduction to how this podcast will guide the course and walking you through the first half of the opening week's activities, including the syllabus. First, what is Context Clues? Think of this podcast as a class in a box, or less metaphorically, in an audio file. One. Cut a hole in a box. Two. Put your theater appreciation course content in that box. Context Clues is a delivery system for course content. Context Clues will provide instruction in the form of lightning lectures, my brief syntheses of absolute must-know information about the week's topics, and contextualize your watching, reading, and listening of other source materials. Accordingly, context clues also help structure your engagement with course content to happen in an order that will help you approach each piece thoughtfully, effectively, and without overwhelm. Each episode is paired with an engagement tracker to help you check understanding and ensure completion of the week's activities. How should you engage with context clues? And why a podcast rather than video lectures? The answers to these questions are related. I know your lives are busy. You may be running around taking care of things for family, you may be working a lot, or you may just be tired of sitting at a computer. You can download Context Clues and give it a first listen while you're in a car or on a walk, and double back later to work through the prompts. Ideally, whether at first or second listen, you're listening to Context Clues with your browser pulled up to Blackboard, ready to engage the content referenced in the podcast. I will ask you to pause the podcast occasionally to engage with or respond to something else. Let's practice now. Navigate to Blackboard and select the Course Information tab. There, you'll see a link labeled Lucy's Introductory Flipgrid. Please click it, view the video, and come back. Now you know a little more about me, but you don't know anything about your peers. I'll prompt you to send me more detailed introduction information later in the podcast, but for now, please stay in Flipgrid and navigate to the class grid labeled Introductions. If you need a password, it's Context Clues, no space. Press the video icon and record a video introduction of your own following the prompts on screen. This introduction should include you in a well-lit environment, wearing clothing, and in front of an inoffensive background telling us the following pieces of information. 1. The name you want us to use for you in class. 2. Your pronouns if you're comfortable sharing. 3. Your year and major. 4. What your experience with theater has been so far. 5. And why you took the class. Finally, if you'd like, you can show us a pet, a friend with consent, or something cool in your living space. Don't worry, the instructions are also written in the Flipgrid. Ready, go! (music) 
Now that you're back, if you don't already have the Context Clues Introduction Engagement Tracker pulled up, go ahead and navigate to that in Blackboard. You'll see that the first question gives you a quick checklist to verify that you included all the mandatory parts of your introduction. Since you know you did, go ahead and check those off. Ta-da! You already earned full points on your first graded question. By now, you should be getting a sense of how Context Clues will function. Throughout the course, I've emphasized watching and listening and kinesthetically engaging over reading as much as possible, because theater is a medium intended to be watched, listened to, and embodied. In order to properly appreciate theater, we have to cultivate an ability to encounter it as it's meant to be encountered. If the idea of having to get your key information in an auditory format stresses you out, however, fear not. A transcript of context clues will always be uploaded with the sound file, both for accessibility purposes and in case you want to be able to go back through and double-check information without having to listen fully again. Flipgrid has captions available. And while I do not require you to read the scripts for the plays we view in class, you are more than welcome to do so. As much as possible, I'm pulling in alternate sources, articles, reviews, and video content to allow you to both engage with a variety of voices and learn more about theater communication. Throughout the course, if a particular piece of supplemental instruction isn't accessible, please reach out and I will figure out how to make it accessible or how to provide something else that does the same work. Now on to what we all expect from so-called Syllabus Week. A review of the syllabus. Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the Everybody procedure, calm. everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! And yes, I will 100% be reading the syllabus to you, but I'll also be offering additional information along the way. So if you read the syllabus already, then one, good for you, that's an awesome academic practice, and two, you're still going to want to buckle in. Welcome to Theater 151, Theater Appreciation at Western Kentucky University. If you think you should be in a different class, that's really weird because this is a digital environment and I've been talking for a while, but definitely back out and get wherever you're supposed to be. If you're supposed to be here, welcome. I am so excited to have you. I'm a theater person by trade. I direct, do intimacy choreography, act, dramaturg, and have occasionally stage managed and worked as a technician. And it is such a bummer that we can't see live theater right now. What we can do, however, is work on building our skill sets to be informed audience members, which will make watching theater that much more rewarding when we're able to do so again. That is ultimately the core goal of this course, to help you develop a broad understanding of the moving parts that make up a production in order to make watching productions more fun. And it's not the point of this class, but if it makes you more interested in learning how to do those production roles more effectively, I'm always happy to connect you to resources. Starting at the top of the syllabus, you know the course, there's no location listed because we're coming from a computer near you, you've met me. As far as what to call me, Lucy is absolutely fine. If calling an instructor by their first name makes you uncomfortable, Dr. Whatever, Dr. Cusky, Dr. C, Dr. Lucy is also just fine, just please don't call me Ms. or Mrs. anything. Miss me with that. Waka waka! We'll go over communication stuff later. I'm going to let you read the specific course objectives on your own time, but the gist is that we're working on developing an understanding both of the mechanics of theater and how it operates in various socio-cultural contexts across time. We tend to think of theater as a pastime of the elite in this space and time, but there's actually all kinds of super cool grassroots work happening in all kinds of places, 
And in many historical contexts, theater was both a really important political tool and a great way of taking the cultural pulse as it functioned as mass entertainment. And, of course, we'll be viewing digital recordings of live theater rather than seeing live theater in person, though we will get to see some new works created for a digital format at the end of the term. Required Texts and Materials As an online course, this section of Theater 151 requires regular internet access with the ability to stream audio and video. All reading-slash-viewing-slash-listening material for class will be provided via Blackboard or links to external resources. If you would like to read plays you were assigned to watch in addition to watching them, you're welcome to source copies of those plays from your preferred book dealers or, as available, the WKU Library. Some of what we watch will be in the public domain, so, for example, you can get the Shakespeare text on the internet for free, though it won't have the production's cuts in it. Some sections of the course will ask you to use materials from around your home, craft supplies, etc. Should you find that you are being asked to use materials that you do not have and which would be logistically or financially difficult to obtain, please contact the instructor to agree upon an alternate way of completing the assignment. I have reasons for assigning things the way I've assigned them, which I'm always happy to discuss if you're curious and want to talk pedagogy, but I'm very much open to finding alternative ways to get the same results in terms of effort and learning outcome if necessary. Course Policies So, in general, these course policies are working off of what would be best practices in a theatrical production environment. Peer Engagement Though there are a few opportunities in the course for synchronous peer interaction, you will frequently engage with a selection of your classmates, your ensembles, learning groups into which you will be placed by the instructor during the first week of classes, in discussion board posts and Flipgrid videos. Some of the sort of bonus outcomes of a theater course are those interpersonal communication skills theater people have to be really great at, so I'm trying to give you as many opportunities as possible to develop those even within this asynchronous context. You will also work with other students to create an end-of-term project, which will require real-time engagement with each other. All engagement with others, including and especially in any private communications, should be polite, respectful, and constructive. Please engage in good faith and assume the good faith of others. Note, this does not mean you aren't allowed to disagree. The ability to debate in a factually supported and emotionally intelligent way is an important life skill. I am simply asking you to do it in a way that remembers that there are people behind the computer screens. Please do not share your peers' written or video content outside the context of the course. On Diversity I work hard to cultivate a pedagogy that celebrates the ways human diversity creates a richer world and works against forces of power that devalue that diversity or disadvantage people because of it. I invite and encourage you to think critically about how race, class, gender, ability, gender identity, sexual orientation, and other identity categories impact the works with which we engage throughout the course. I require you to work to prevent bias and prejudice from being a part of the views you express within our shared space, and to gracefully accept feedback that you have failed to do so by changing your behavior without defensiveness. What that looks like is if someone comments on your discussion post or shoots you an email and says, hey, the point you were making was great, but the metaphor you used to make it was really ableist, you don't make them explain the problem to you or double down on it. You just write back and say, I'm sorry I used an ableist metaphor. I'm going to edit my post to better reflect what I actually meant. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Then you do some Googling to figure out what was wrong and edit your post. 
If someone is correcting you, they're helping you to be a more effective communicator in the future. That's a favor, not something to initiate a shame spiral. I am committed to following this policy myself, so if I say something inappropriate or include a resource that's a little questionable without explaining why I felt it was worth including, please reach out. Due dates and late work. Due dates for assignments are indicated on the course calendar with assignments due at midnight on the assigned day. The late work policy varies depending on assignment types, so this is going to sound a little complicated, but I want the late work policy to be fair. Discussion posts and Flipgrid posts must be posted by the due date for full credit, will be assessed at 75% credit if turned in within 48 hours of the due date, and for 50% credit past that point. The purpose of these assignments is to reflect your own engagement, but also to let your peers engage with you. They can't do that if the post doesn't exist, so half of the points are given for an assignment that fulfills half of its purpose. Discussion and Flipgrid responses will be graded for full credit if turned in on time, half credit if completed within the unit, and no credit past the end of the unit. Context clues engagement trackers and all other assignments will be graded for full credit between the due date and when I begin grading the assignments. Late assignments turned in when the instructor is notified of impending lateness in advance of the deadline will be graded for 75% credit. Late assignments turned in without notification will be graded for 50% credit. So, in a production context, you can submit a scheduling conflict in advance and it can generally be worked around. You cannot just not show up to rehearsal. The same is true for class. If you communicate with me, I can work with you and help you problem solve. I can't do that if you're not in touch with me. If something goes wonky and you find yourself unable to complete an assignment on time, please don't shame high. Just reach out. I'm not going to be upset with you. We share the goal for you to do well in this class. Academic Integrity Copying or using the words or ideas of others without proper citation is plagiarism. This includes copying from your fellow students or paraphrasing information that you find online. If you use any outside sources, you must cite them and include a bibliography, even if you put the information in your own words. Any assignment found to be plagiarized in whole or in part will receive a grade of zero. If you use plagiarized material in more than one assignment, you will fail the course. If you're not sure what constitutes an effective citational practice, ask. All course content not cited as belonging to someone else is the intellectual property of the instructor. Please ask before distributing it elsewhere, and then do so only with attribution. Office hours and instructor engagement. I will be available to chat in person via Zoom on Mondays from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, or by appointment at any other mutually convenient time. I am also available via email or text. I check email in the morning and evening daily, so if you need a quick, immediate answer, feel free to text and please include your name. I am not available on Sundays, but if you reach out Sunday, I'll get back to you Monday. Title IX Misconduct Assault Statement Western Kentucky University, WKU, is committed to supporting faculty, staff, and students by upholding WKU's Title IX Sexual Misconduct Assault Policy number 0.2070 and Discrimination and Harassment Policy number 0.2040. Under these policies, discrimination, harassment, and or sexual misconduct based on sex or gender are prohibited. If you experience an incident of sex or gender-based discrimination, 
harassment, and or sexual misconduct, you are encouraged to report it to the Title IX Coordinator, Andrea Anderson, 270-745-5398, or Title IX Investigators, Michael Crow, 270-745-5429, or Joshua Hayes, 270-745-5121. Please note that while you may report an incident of sex or gender-based discrimination, harassment, and or sexual misconduct to a faculty member, WKU faculty are responsible employees of the university and must report what you share to WKU's Title IX coordinator or Title IX investigator. If you would like to speak with someone who may be able to afford you confidentiality, you may contact WKU's Counseling and Testing Center at 270-745-3159. Special Accommodations In compliance with university policy, Students with disabilities who require academic and or auxiliary accommodations for this course must contact the Student Accessibility Resource Center located in Downing Student Union 1074. The phone number is 270-245-5004, 270-745-3030-v-tty, or email at sarc.connect at wku.edu. Please do not request accommodations directly from the professor or instructor without a faculty notification letter, FNL, from the Student Accessibility Resource Center. Note, while I cannot provide accommodations for individual students without documentation, I strive to implement universal design in my courses, a design structure that centers accessibility for all learners. If you see a way I can adjust the course to make it more accessible for everyone, please let me know. Course Assignments and Grading As you'll see when you look at the course schedule, this course is divided into several units. The flow of a unit looks like this. The first week, you'll listen to Context Clues, Production Name, View a Production, and Complete the Performance Engagement Steps. The second week, you'll choose a production role you want to try out, actor, designer, director, stage manager, or dramaturg playwright, listen to the appropriate context clues episode, and complete the production role steps. You must complete each production role engagement once during the semester for full credit. So you have to choose the director engagement once, the actor engagement once, etc. While there are a few additional assignments sprinkled throughout, most units will follow this structure faithfully. Then it's time for a walkthrough of specific assignments. In general, you can assume everything you need for the week will be posted by midnight the Saturday before. I'm hoping to be able to work ahead, especially for content later in the semester, but since there's a possibility that production availability could change, things could be taken off the streaming services to which the school has access, I can only work so far ahead. Unit Performance Engagement, 400 points. This section is basically everything in the first week of a unit. Context Clues Performance Engagement Tracker, there are five at 60 points each. Engagement trackers are part quiz, part checklist, and part worksheet, designed to help you make sure you're understanding the content you're consuming and completing the tasks within each episode of Context Clues. You are invited and encouraged to complete the engagement tracker while watching the performance and working your way through context clues, rather than treating it as a closed book test afterwards. For example, I imagine you're doing the engagement tracker for this episode of context clues right now. Performance discussion posts, 5 at 10 points each.
After viewing each production, you will be invited to make a discussion post in your Ensemble Discussion Board, briefly responding to a few questions about the play. You will finish the production response by posing a discussion question that invites your peers to respond. Specific instructions for how to do this will be on Blackboard. Performance Discussion Responses, 10 at 5 points each. Read your peers' responses and discussion questions and respond to at least two of them. The goal is to be interacting with everyone in your ensemble, so if you notice that one post has several responses and another has none, choose the other one. You'll get specific guidelines for all of this, but know that I'm expecting you to offer responses with substance, rather than doing that discussion board trick of waiting to see what other people say and then just agreeing with them. Have opinions! Unit Production Role Engagement, 375 points. This is the second half of a unit where you choose a production role to try on. Remember, you must do all five by the end of the term. Context Clues Production Role Engagement Trackers, 5 at 55 points each. This engagement tracker is to be filled out while listening to the Context Clues episode about your chosen production role. Flipgrid Posts, 5 at 10 points each. The instructor will offer a prompt via Flipgrid asking you questions to analyze how your production role functions in the performance we watched. You will offer a brief response, less than five minutes, and conclude by posing a question for your peers to respond to. Flipgrid should be filmed somewhere well-lit, in front of an inoffensive background and while wearing clothing. Flipgrid Responses, 10 at 5 points each. Watch your peers, here defined as the people in your ensemble who chose the same production role as you did for that show, flip grid videos and respond to at least two of them. Same deal as above, have substance, try to make sure everyone gets a response. Additional activities, 115 points. These are things that just don't live in another category. Week 1 Context Clues Engagement Trackers, 2 at 40 points. You'll start the semester off with two bonus episodes of Context Clues, one introducing you to the class and walking you through the syllabus. Hey, we're here! You're doing amazing, And the other offering a very general overview of some concepts and resources that will be helpful during the class and in your future as an appreciator of theater. Week 1 Discussion Board Post, 10 points. This discussion board post offers a chance to meet your ensemble and practice using the group discussion board features before you begin using them as part of your unit engagement. New Works Performance Response, 15 points. During the last week of the term, you are required to view at least one full session of the New Works Festival and offer a production response. More information will be uploaded to Blackboard at a later date. Meeting with the Instructor, 10 points. Sometime during Unit 2 or Unit 3, you will schedule a Zoom meeting with Lucy. This will be a brief meeting just to say hello, find out how you're doing in the class, and answer any questions you have. You'll be emailed a list of the questions you'll be asked in advance. I want to get to know you a bit. I also just want to demystify the process of chatting with an instructor, especially if this is your first semester. Final Project, 110 points. You and a partner or partners, assigned by request, or via my patented See Whose Schedules Won't Be an Absolute Disaster Together technology, will create a recorded digital production of a very short scene from Carol Churchill's Love and Information, completing brief activities around each of the five production roles. You will receive more information and a detailed assignment sheet later in the term. 
If group projects make your teeth itch, fear not. I promise it will be super clear what is whose responsibility. You will not have to shoulder the whole project alone if your partner or partners drop the ball. There's a table that lays all this out in table form if you prefer that sort of arrangement of data. There are also a few extra credit options. Additional production role engagements up to 25 points. You may choose to complete a second production role engagement for any show we view in class. So if you do the director track for Much Do About Nothing, you could do the actor track for extra credit. While some essential content is repeated in the two versions of the tracks, there's also a lot of variation, so I certainly encourage listening to all of the Context Clues episodes if you want to wring the most possible content out of the course. Additional performance responses, up to 25 points. You may choose to watch an additional full-length recorded performance, run it by the instructor first, and offer a performance response. I'll often link some, if you liked this, watch these, options during the units, but there are also all kinds of other places to find things to watch. Tune in to your next Context Clues episode for more information there. Short-form production analysis, up to 15 points. You may identify a short clip of an embodied performance, that is, it was made with the performer using their body in physical space, rather than animation or some other wholly digital creation, and analyze that clip through the lens of any of the production roles using the prompts provided, up to three points per production role. Recorded Tony performances, promotional clips, rehearsal footage, TikTok videos, the cosplay roleplay side of TikTok is great for this, or other short-form media all provide opportunities to exercise this skill. And honestly, if you run into something and think it could or should count for extra credit, pitch it to me. I want everyone to do well in this class, I want everyone to fulfill the course objectives, and I would love nothing more than for you to create your own supplemental opportunities to work towards those goals outside of what I've assigned. The course is out of a thousand points, standard grading policy, 900 points is an A, 800 is a B, and so on. I'll give you an Excel sheet to track your grades. Blackboard will give you an accurate point value, but the percentages will be wonky because of how I have designed the parts of the course where you get to choose between multiple options, and I'm happy to clarify them with you at any time, but know that I can't email you with specifics about your grade. It's a violation of FERPA. So if you have specific grade questions, we'll need to set up a time to Zoom. And that's the syllabus. We did it! We did it! We did it! The course schedule is a separate file, so go ahead and check that out now. This schedule is subject to change, but the most recent version will always be on Blackboard and will have the update date listed. When you look at it, you'll notice that there are clickable checkboxes for what you need to do in the course. The update you'll see most often is that you'll get a more specific clickable list of what's part of each week's Context Clues episode as the episode is uploaded. This is an asynchronous online course, meaning that you will generally be doing the coursework whenever you like throughout the week, provided you meet the week's internal deadlines. Generally speaking, response posts are due by Wednesday at midnight, and other work is due Saturdays at midnight. The course calendar is subject to change. There's a key you can check out of some of the initialisms used in the course schedule. Then you have this big table organized by unit, then week, then day, and within each day, what you should have read, watched, or listened to by then, and what tasks you should have completed by then. Right now, we're in unit zero, for example, 
and by midnight Wednesday, August 26th, you should have listened to the Context Clues Introduction episode and completed the Context Clues Introduction Engagement Tracker. If you've done those things, you can check them off. You can read through the schedule at your leisure, but a few things to note. First, there are a few updates in the schedule around when voter registration ends in Kentucky, and we don't have course content scheduled for Election Day. Please vote! Second, our units. We are currently in Unit 0. Next week, we'll kick off Unit 1 by watching a production of Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing. Don't let Shakespeare freak you out. I'm going to support you with a ton of resources, and this is a really fantastic production starring Danielle Brooks, who you might have seen as Tasty in Orange is the New Black. It leaves PBS in mid-September, which is why we're starting with it, but it also means that if you decide you want to do two production role assignments for extra credit, you'll need to shake a leg. After that, Unit 2 is Indecent, a relatively recent play with music by Paula Vogel. Unit 3 is Antigone by Sophocles, a Greek play. The company attempted to recreate the original Greek style as much as they could, so it's a really fun foray into design. Unit 4 is Anna DeVere Smith's Twilight Los Angeles, an example of documentary drama and solo performance melded into a super cool piece. Unit 5 is Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods and Final Project Prep, then we finish, obviously, with the final project. You're going to be asked questions that require actually watching the productions, so just reading them won't be sufficient. You'll need to set aside viewing time. I'll also be offering content warnings in advance that you can check out if you want to, and if you then need more information about deciding whether you can engage with the work, I'm happy to offer it. So, that's our syllabus and course calendar. In the Engagement Tracker, you'll see that I'm asking you to finish up by completing a series of questions about you, including when you see yourself being most active in the course. Once that information comes to me, by Wednesday night at midnight, but the sooner the better, I will quickly sort you into your ensembles and away we'll go. I'll see, well, here, well, talk to you Thursday for your next episode of Context Clues. In the meantime, reach out if you have any questions.